0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to I Sell Comics, the weekly comics report with Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik. I'm your host, Ming Chen. And I'm Mike Zapsik. No, you're not looking at I, That's too much <laughs> cultural appropriation for even an old white fuck like me, folks. So, <laughs> um, uh, actually, Mike Zapsik here. Uh, I'm, I've am i got Christian Cordes sitting in. Welcome, Christian. Well, well, thank you, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great. Love having you here. Ming thank Chen you. is out on assignment.
1: Yeah, he's out on a,
0: on assignment. He went to South by Southwest, it, folks. And didn't bring feel him. really, really bad for him, and didn't yeah. bring you.
1: No, he didn't. He went. He went and goes. What? He, Wait a minute, he, hold on. Didn't bring me. He didn't bring all. He didn't no. bring us. Okay. And Second we're not. We're not totally shit. mad about it. I mean, maybe a little. Oh, I'm A little I'm, tiny. I'm
0: bit. pissed off at him, but that's okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, we are here with um. We, we've got breaking news. You do? Yeah.
1: So what's going on?
0: So uh, let's talk a little Star Wars. You feeling like talking a little Star Wars? I'm ready for this. Here we go. Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The trailer. Not just the trailer. Okay. The trailer was dope. The trailer was pretty badass, but uh, it was just released yesterday that Ray Park was in and then Ray Park was out. So Darth Maul will not see the light of day in Obi-Wan Kenobi season one. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm a a little salty about that. Really? Why? Um, I mean, if you know what, if it serves the story, because I mean, during this time period in which Obi-Wan, the show takes place, isn't he canonically dead? Because he did die in Rebels, no?
0: Who? Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking Darth Maul? Darth Maul. Darth Maul did not die in Rebels. Actually, when you think about it, Rebels is in, in this time period. This is a very young Luke. So he doesn't, I think that um, Darth Maul dies the day before oh, Aunt Peru okay. and Uncle Owen, uh, you know, take a couple in the face from the stormtroopers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. So, I mean, it's- He's of, still alive. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if it serves the story, I mean- But canonically speaking, Obi-Wan and uh, Darth Maul have not seen each other since the Clone Wars. Yes. Since the Clone Wars ended. Um, yeah, then they had their, you know, dust off, which is kind of funny because, you know, you think a, a guy who murdered you, you'd, you'd be a little more active in trying to hunt him down.
1: Yeah, just a bit. I mean, Obi-Wan isn't hiding at this mo at this point in time. We, we saw that trailer.
0: But he's not really hiding. He's not, he's not doing a great in, job. He's hiding it. in plain sight. And anybody who pulls out a magic laser sword, you're gonna get noticed. Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> it's it's not the most subtle of weapons. No, um, a no. blaster. You would have thought that he, you know, I uh, become. You, you would think like, oh, it's totally a discreet weapon. No. Exactly. <laughs> let me let me just uh, blend in. These people are, and I, I would have. What I would have done was. Create a new identity for myself.
1: Yeah, you know? I do like the line in the tr- in that teaser though, where they're like, "You can find a Jedi because of their their compassion. Like they they wear their hearts on their sleeves. Like they'll do anything to be like the the hero." But that's not quite true. It's not, but like, it's, I mean, it's also not wrong.
0: If I run <laughs> up against, oh, I don't know, uh, let me see, um, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, in the street, I'm not. Mistaking him for Mace Windu. I'm not like, well, I, I'm sure Mr. Jackson is a beautiful person, but, you know, Mace Windu did not wear his heart on his sleeve. No, he didn't. He was, he was a distrustful motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was, it, and it's true. He was like, holy shit, I don't trust this guy who I should trust with my life, mm-hmm. but I don't trust him. Fuck him.
1: Yeah, I don't trust nobody.
0: Yeah. and Well, I mean, he trusted Yoda he and did. Kenobi. And some other people, he shouldn't have. And he, I mean, and he, he still to, got blasted out of window. Yeah, you know, and, and well, he should have. And he, Samuel Jackson's like, you know, we never saw his body. And I'm like, no way. There's no, f- no way.
1: Do you think that that would be too much if they bought that character back? Like, or do you would you be like happy about it? Like if some, I never
0: saw him again? Yeah, I'm happy if I never saw him if I have if I never have to see him again. I don't think Samuel L. Jackson did a bad job as Mace Windu, but I don't think Mace Windu was a, a likable character. Um he wasn't you know the best Jedi. He was you know, just was, kind of
1: there to look cool.
0: Yeah, he had a purple lightsaber and that was you know they they wrote that in so they could have Sam, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. as a, a Jedi. But he wasn't he wasn't all that in a bag of chips. I wasn't terribly impressed. Yoda impressed the shit out of me. Obi-Wan and in the Clone Wars, Anakin. Yeah. And Ahsoka, of course. I mean Ahsoka, the best Star Wars character in To come out of like the No, new... I'm saying the best Star Wars character ever. Really? Yes. And uh... I will I will die on that hill. Anybody and I despised Ahsoka when I first saw her well cuz it's such a
1: departure from the norm i mean initially when she showed up but then you start to see the 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 budding relationship yes. everything that she has in
0: her character it's so cool it is amazing to watch her her arc cuz she is an annoyance when she gets there and you're like uh you know she's coming up hey sky guy it's like oh my god this this is i please can she die quickly <laughs> Then, and
1: then in Dave Filoni, We Trust, Yeah, it just got better
0: and she better. She was amazing. And by the end, I mean, it her arc brought me to tears. It, I mean, here's a cartoon, and I, I had like a tear going down. And then, you know what? I, that's perfectly fine. I was like, all right. And I'm not, I'm not a weeper. No. You know? I mean, there are certain characters who- There
1: are certain things that can
0: get you. Of course. But like, out of
1: all the things you didn't suspect- it would be Ahsoka to, to tug on the high. Well, street, I, per se.
0: I never expected to be because when I was a kid uh, and I've said this before on I sell Comics, I said it before everywhere. But when I was growing up, science fiction was a barren wasteland. We had nothing. We didn't have Star Wars. I mean, I was 10 when Star Wars came out. And prior to that, we had Logan's Run, which was. Pretty awesome. Logan's run was really cool, but it was a done in one.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a franchise. It no. wasn't like a continuing story. No,
0: there's it's it's here and then there and then that's it. And it was also PG. Flash to Gordon don't count. Flash <laughs> Gordon it came out after. It did. Yes. Oh, okay. Flash Gordon. Well, oh, that makes that makes a lot more sense. The though. movie. I mean, yeah. I used to watch the the serials on yeah. Channel Thirteen, but. But I mean, the,
1: but those were TV. It's a it's a different thing. The movies in the
0: well TV. well no it's serials. They were they were made for the movies. They were like in oh yeah okay. So, but you know for the 1930s for for those kids who you know had a they're, nickel, they're cool
1: for them. But ne- yeah. for for you, it's like where's my where's yeah. the next
0: slogan for a nickel? Pie? I can go on the trolley, get to the the movie theater, see a double feature, and then go out for a steak and kidney pie. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god! But that's that's what we had, and and nothing else and i was not excited to see star wars because um star trek it sounded too much like star trek and by that time i didn't i didn't become uh a trekker or a trekkie or whatever the hell you want to call me i was a fan of the original star trek yeah i wasn't a um you know a trekkie until i got into high school and discovered pot you know because then (laughs) that's pretty philosophical that's usually how it goes exactly because they made a lot of sense and well
1: the 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 trebles make you think exactly man. yeah
0: look at that Gordon. i can see it. he just ate a human being it's still lodged <laughs> in his throat you know? um He's so not pointy ears dude yeah, yeah what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, so uh yeah i didn't get into that so i was like oh god and i i hated i didn't hate i didn't like sci-fi because all the stuff that we had on channel uh, 11 or channel 5 on the Saturday morning movies were the the schlock from the fifties.
1: Like the, 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 more plan nine from outer space. Yeah, They were deal. all star- just,
0: and it was the dumping ground. C movies. Yes. <laughs> there were the dumping ground for, uh, people on their way up and people on their way down Ew. in the movie business. So, you know, and, and star Wars was like a revelation. And when I finally saw it, because I'd seen, Superman, the movie, like 80 times. And my father's like, we're going to go see Star Wars because I'm tired of seeing Superman, the movie. <laughs> I, I no longer believe a man can fly. Um,
1: uh, you would find this cool, by the way. We were digging. So I just moved uh, and we were mm-hmm. digging through stuff from my house and my we found my mom's uh, companion book for Superman the movie. Oh and or, an original with with all like the behind the scenes materials and stuff like that. That is cool. It's so cool. It's it's older than me, but it's now like my favorite piece of like comic book memorabilia that That's, we have. That's like, cool. Like she refused to get rid of that. I was like you can't get rid
0: of that. No, you can't get it.
1: It's rid a of treasure. It is, of course. But well, anyway. tell her
0: to tell her to give it to you. <laughs> so Star Wars, I go and I see it and it's when people say that this movie changed my life. It did. It was oh my god, it is amazing that we've got this movie and there's no such thing as a franchise back then no. so you're not saying to yourself oh I can't wait to see the sequel to that yeah because it's
1: Star Wars was originally supposed well, it's technically supposed to be a one-off like it was yeah, done in like, one yeah but then
0: it blew up yeah oh my god and talk about we didn't have toys for for anything back then there were no toys for movies not yet no <laughs> Lucas, and, actually one of the smartest men, uh, a visionary, saw, you know, he. I think he took he shaved points off of the movie so he could get the rights to, to, the, toys. to the franchise, franchising of the toys and, and everything, just franchise ability. And because he did a deal, ex- like a really good deal
1: exclusively with what toy brand? And it the was
0: beginning? Ken. It was Kenner.
1: It was Kenner. It was toys? Kenner.
0: Kenner toys. He went to Migo first. And they said no. Migo said, you know, we're OK. We've got um, we've got these superheroes. They're doing fine. And he's like, and they'd never heard of Star Wars and they'd never heard of George Lucas. Yeah, no. So there were no toys for American graffiti back then. <laughs> the THX way- 1138. You bet I'll buy that action figure.
1: Absolutely. But uh, I remember re- because I remember the, the doc series, the toys that made us on Netflix. And I know this from that was that it was so popular in terms of pre-orders for Star Wars toys, that they had lay- like cards that you could buy that was like reservations?
0: Yeah, what happened was they uh, they came up with the mock-ups. And this is back during the... There was an oil shortage back in the 80s. It was man-made, of course, but there was an oil shortage. <laughs> Otherwise... We'd be short now, and yeah. we've got shit tons of oil. All oh, day. yeah, yeah. We're- so um, they, they're just not giving us any, or at least not for less than $5 a gallon. No. Nope. So um, plastic is made from petroleum products, so it's made out of essentially oil. Yeah. So Migos were like eight inches. This is this much of plastic, as opposed to they shrunk it down. To this big. And they went to Kenner and they're they're like, Can you make us some, some really cool action figures? Not terribly articulated. One, two, three, four, five. Five points of articulation. You could swivel the head, you can move the arms up and down, you can move the legs back and forth. And that was it.
1: And like exclusively that was it. For the longest time. Because yeah. now
0: there's obviously more. Well, maybe six points of articulation because Luke had the lightsaber that came out of his hand, oh, which was actually pretty badass. <laughs> um but then they they went to Kenner and they said, "Can you make us mockups of these?" And they were supposed to come out for the Christmas season, and they didn't. They were unable to. Uh, th- like I said, gas or oil shortage, so they they could only make them. I think uh, first quarter of the the new fiscal year. So it was you weren't getting your stuff until March, but you got this um, piece of. They came with a stand. And you got this certificate that says, you know, Sears owes me, you know, one Luke Skywalker or one uh, series that's... of these. So which is pretty badass. When yeah, no, you're that's... a kid and you get this. You're like, holy oh, shit. I've got I'm getting Christmas in March. This is so awesome.
1: This is that's such a cool way to go about getting certain things. Like it's that a that cool I... way
0: of like fucking people over. Yeah, no, but like, listen, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's for, no, for it an is. entire
1: generation of kids. For Christmas, they opened up and got a piece of cardboard. Oh yeah, potentially. Oh, and we're still
0: equally excited. Oh my God, they're probably more excited for that than when they got the stuff. And they're like, "I waited three months for these. (laughs) (laughs) Holy, where's my Migo? Where's my eight-inch action? Well, you know, historically, all action figures, starting with GI Joe, who was the premier action figure, were like thirteen inches. They were big. Um. Even the $6 million man was like 14 inches. Then you had the Migos, which were eight inches. And then you get three and three quarters. And you're like, what the hell is this? And I had this ratio thing as a kid. I could never play with my Migos with my G.I. Joes (laughs) unless, you know, uh, G.I. Joe was a superhero and this was a sidekick. So (laughs) I like that, which is problematic. And my Tonka toys could not, you know, mix with my Matchbox Cars.
1: see i think i kind of had a similar thing but i didn't realize what i was doing is that you can fit certain figures of that size in die cast model cars so i used to love he- like playing with those type of action figures yeah. so that i could then use them in my 118th scale. so you could do that yeah so i could have them be like passengers
0: or nice we didn't have 118th scale not it, yet They said it's eight inches or it's three and three quarters <laughs> and that's, that's it. it that's all you get
1: was there and, like a Millennium Falcon play set yet? There
0: was. not. No, I mean, that came out well, years, uh, like 1980, I believe. So it came out like three years later. So, I mean, this changed all of our lives. Oh, yeah. Star Wars was like, holy crap, there is merchandising for everything. I mean, even Greedo got a fucking action figure. Greedo.
1: <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Everybody and their mother got an action figure in Star Wars.
0: And it's, yeah. And, and Peru. Everybody in their Aunt Peru got a an action figure. It was a little pile of dust. That was all. <laughs> so.
1: I, I saw that too. Someone yeah. someone was like, Uncle Ben Aunt Baro. And it was literally yeah, a, just a dust, skeleton, skeleton, of skeleton of dust. dust yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd still buy it. I'd yeah.
0: still buy it. Oh my God. You kidding? That would I I would put that I would get that um you know minted on card and Graded. Oh, I'd be like, grade my Aunt Baru. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: So, so Star Wars changed. Your Star Wars life. changed. Well, it did. It was, uh, and it opened up new vistas. Like, holy crap! This is what science fiction is all about. And essentially, it's a Western in space. Oh yeah, that's all it is. And that's what my brother told me. That uh, my oldest brother uh, Bill would tell me that um Star Trek was just it, it was wagon train in space. It, that's all it is. They're they're going. And they're they're meeting the. Um,
1: the new, the newbies
0: in space. The, yeah. They're meeting the, the engines and the, you know, who, the, the Cherokee and the Apaches and uh, yeah. forgive my, you know, yeah, we used no. to call them engines back in the day. I have no idea why, you know, uh, but no, that's American really, people. that's
1: a cool comparison is I never thought of it like that, but you're totally right.
0: Yeah. And so that's when I went back and revisited, uh, the whole Star Trek thing. And yes, it was more philosophical. There was no, there weren't a whole lot of phaser battles. No, you know, because um, they didn't miss. I mean, I mean, you know, they they point, they shoot, they hit a guy, and they either stun him or kill him. Uh, whereas, you know, Star Wars, it's
1: it's like, it's gunfights, <laughs> all, it's
0: gunfights, but nobody hits anybody except for <laughs> the heroes. And yeah. That, that always bugged me.
1: everybody man. always gets hit in Star Trek because it gets because it costs so much.
0: I know <laughs> it costs so much to have those like the, red those beans little, coming out yeah,
1: those ten thousand dollars right yeah. there. They need to get yeah. shot.
0: He gets killed in one or have Kirk <laughs> just take off his shirt and beat the shit out of him. yeah that'll work too Pretty which yeah it it did except for Ricardo Montalban. um so then it opened up every new Vista and then we found out what a sequel was, you know empire there strikes back there were no see sequ- there were there was godfather 2 that was it
1: Re- okay so sequels weren't that like that common no
0: jaws 2 godfather 2 um and that was pretty much it there weren't there were no freddy versus jason versus ash
1: versus no and I, I, I figured there wasn't that yet no. but like i mean loose sequels wasn't there something for logan's run or no there was no. never anything no they Logan? made a tv
0: show out of it that's, they, that's so. what they would do is uh, – and like Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes was – they made a run of them, but and, – and then they made them into a TV show because that was – for some reason, you would start out on the big screen and, and then – Go small. Go small. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. I always thought that the reverse should be true. Yeah. Because they did the same thing with yours, mine, and ours. Uh <laughs> Talk about an old fart. Um Henry Fonda and Lucille Ball did this commingling of families, and there were like eight thousand kids.
1: Oh my god!
0: With uh, Tim Matheson and a, a whole bunch of other people. Who I feel Henry.
1: so ashamed that I know that only because of the remake with with Dennis Quaid. Dennis in it. Quaid. Oh my god! I'm yes. so and, sorry. And, and Rene Russo.
0: No, that's okay. <laughs> but your then they made the Brady Bunch.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So, but for some reason, it's like let's make it into a TV show after it's been in the movies i just didn't understand that
1: i mean i could understand it because no one has the mindset like hey let's just keep making these expensive blockbusters all the time why not i mean i mean back then movie like even star wars the first one had like a minuscule budget compared to like, yeah, was what, like they, what they later would become
0: it was like a. I, I
1: have no idea it somebody be, somebody would, out there it could would be tell. like I, if i'm not mistaken i think the first star wars was between like Ten and fifteen million? Dollars, yeah, it wasn't a is, whole
0: lot. Which is nothing. No, not considering what they did. I mean that Luke Skywalker's uh uniform was a karate gi and bleached jeans. Yeah, it was it was tiny. Yeah, eleven yeah. million dollars. Eleven million bucks for that. But it made $775 million at the box office, folks. <laughs> That's a pretty good return on your investment. Uh, you. And nobody wanted to. Nobody. Nobody believed in Lucas. No. And they're like, merchandising rights? You can have them. You're going to shave off a half a point on the back end? You can have those merchandising rights. What, are you going to make a T-shirt? Good for you. Oh my- Holy shit. You know, whoever made that deal. Good for you. Well, no. Whoever, no, that was Lucas who made that deal. But whoever did it on the other side, they got their asses fired and probably murdered and probably buried out someplace. Or their skulls are being used as ashtrays.
1: Oh, my God. I can imagine walking into the head of at Kenner Toys at the time. You see this skull on my desk. That's the guy who said no, 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 no to Star Wars.
0: 20, <laughs> yeah, and the dude of 20th century. Actually, the uh, this guy yeah. was 20th century.
1: This guy was Hasbro.
0: Bucks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the Migo dude.
1: You don't see him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, but for <laughs> me, that's that's really cool. And uh, let's springboard off that because there is some Star Trek news. There is. Yes, there is. Uh, let me pull it. Actually, I'm going to ask you to pull it up for me. Um, There's a new Kirk. There is a new Kirk. Another a, one. A th- a, our third. Our third Kirk. However, this is he's going to be playing William Shatner's Kirk. Um mm. uh Paul Wesley is cast as James T. Kirk for season two of the Paramount Plus series Strange New Worlds. Yep. Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. And I mean, I'm I'm fully admitting it right now. Huge man crush on Anson Mount. <laughs> Love that guy. He can I, I would watch him um recite the um I don't know the phone book. His shopping list. I don't care. I would. He is. He is. You heard it here, man. Amazing. You heard it here
1: first. Come here, man. Read the phone book. We'll sell tickets. I'm telling you. We
0: will, Anson. That's. Uh, we'll split the gate with you. So <laughs> I've, yet I to, mean,
1: I've you, actually yet to watch uh, Strange New Worlds. How is it? it? Has it aired yet? No. Oh, it's not even out yet. And they're making no. season, season two, two announcements. Oh,
0: of course. <laughs> because, yeah, because of Discovery. Discovery was amazing. Season two of Discovery had. Anson Mount as uh, Captain Christopher Pike.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Enterprise suffered catastrophic systems failure, so they had to go to dry dock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he took over command of the Discovery, USS Discovery, because they were uh, captainless. Pardon me.
1: Oh, okay. So he
0: took over, and then they had this phenomenon that they had to investigate, which was really cool. It was like a, a mystery in space. Mystery in space. Spain. which i i loved it it was great uh so That's awesome and on the the heels of that they got um this new series Strange New Worlds with Captain Christopher Pike uh, you know helming the USS Enterprise with oh, okay um i'm sorry um uh, it should say on there there's uh, Rebecca Romaine as his number 2 if anyone watched the original series um yep. they, They've got Rebecca Romaine as number two. Number two was originally plays, played by uh, Majel Barrett, who was Gene Roddenberry's wife, and she was also the voice of – she was uh, the voice of the computer on Star Trek. Oh, and that's cool. And for any uh, Next Generation fan, she was also um, Troya's mom. Oh,
1: really? Yep. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, she's so it's a a whole, So
1: strange a Worlds so a whole throwback to a the original
0: the, the original pilot for Star Trek, which was turned into the menagerie. Oh, okay. uh, that was turned uh, into the Menagerie. of okay. little bit of a little bit of and And, bit of a little a whole bunch of uh, that, that. was one of a coolest two of a little bit of a little of Star Trek in of recollection. of of the original, of the original, not not. I'm sure uh, next gen had many. Yeah, there there's there's quite a so, few. but okay, I'll d- I'll
1: definitely check this out because I've because there's a bunch. I haven't checked out Discovery. I did watch an episode or two of Lower Decks, and I thought it was funny. But like, you should it was watch interesting.
0: Discovery season one because it's got our boy, uh, Jason Isaacs.
1: Jason Isaacs is in.
0: He's in season one, and so is uh, Michelle Yao. Oh, I'm in. I'm sold. I'm told. And okay. and uh I'll report, report Martin Green.
1: If my, if Bing ditches you ditches us again for South by Southwest, I'm back.
0: Good enough. How about North by Northwest? <laughs> I see what you there you saying. go, Hitch. <laughs> so uh Paul Wesley looks like Kirk. He looks like a very young Jan- uh William Shatner. And he's he tweeted that he was wow. flying out to go um stuff for Star Trek. He had just agreed to take the part and gets on a plane and who's sitting next to him? William Shatner. Whoa. He's like, oh my God, how weird is this? And Shatner had just gotten off of um, the space flight. Oh, oh, that's right. He went to space. He went to space. So he's like, this is kismet. And to be honest with you, Kirk went to space, right? Shatner went to space. Shatner's on a plane. I'm not sitting next to Shatner on a plane because of the Twilight Zone. Tw- uh, Nightmare at 20,000 feet. Oh. That fucker's going to see a gremlin and it's going to tear up the thing. I don't think Shatner is opening that window and shooting No, because he'll just be like, eh. he's like, goddamn ah, goddamn old age. Oh, shit. That oh God, you just gave me flashbacks. I'm telling you, I-,
1: I love the Twilight Zone, but I saw that episode as a kid and it freaked me out.
0: Of course it would. Oh, my God. I. Thank you. For, I love. It. I for love that the throwback. Zone. No I have yet to see the Twilight Zone by uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele.
1: Peel. I've heard it's incredible, but I just haven't had a second. Then guess what? I'm watching it here today, and it and it's over apparently. And I'm like, it it's already it's great. All right, well, come on. I trust Jordan Peele. I can, I can't wait for
0: his. Time. I also trust Jordan Peele to do the right thing. So and bring it
1: back. So there's actually. There's a piece of – there's a little bit of news for a Jordan Peele project if you want to talk about that. He's doing – he's writing uh, and producing a stop-motion adult animated movie for Netflix called Wendell and Wild, and he's writing, writing it with,
0: and he's also directing, Henry Selick. No kidding. We just mentioned Henry Selick. Uh, Henry Selick, who was the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Most, and James and the Giant Peach. Most people uh, think that Tim Burton directed nope. Nightmare Before Christmas. No. It was Henry he was Selick. A, yeah. It was Tim Burton's vision. Yes. And, and the
1: story and characters, but yeah. Henry brought it to life. Yeah. Apparently, The rumor apparently is that Tim Burton was barely on that set. Like he, I think he was busy doing Batman 2 at this around Possibly, the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Henry's movie. Oh, he also did one of my personal favorites, which is Coraline. Coraline is a fantastic Oh, um, he, did my, he did Coraline too.
0: Coraline by Neil Gaiman. Also, Neil Gaiman is my favorite writer next to Kevin. Oh, so, okay. Kevin Smith. I have to I have to uh, you know, um do a little bit of personal business here. We're we're broadcasting live from Jane and Silent bob's Secret Stash here in beautiful downtown Red Bank, 65 okay. Broad Street. Stop by and see us. Um for all your comic book needs. But Please, that was uh, such a ham-fisted segue. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, but the, Henry, that's the, awesome.
1: Him and Jor- Henry Selick and Jordan Peele are doing a stop motion animated film together. I
0: want to see. I, and actually, the Key and
1: Peele reunion. They're going to be in it together.
0: Fantastic. I'm there. And Key and Peele were also, last time I think they were together was on Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. They did the voices for um, the the. Uh, time nuts. The time. Um, I think you're right. The time testicles. If I'm not mistaken. So. And I think the
1: last time in theaters was uh Keanu, the the, the yes the okay. the the cat movie that they did was gotcha. actually quite underrated. But anyway, uh,
0: I also want to talk about the the Star Trek the um, the gentleman plays Spock. Ethan Peck. Ethan Peck, who was Gregory Peck's grandson. What Gregory Peck from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Gregory Peck. That's his grandfather. Get out of here. Yes. Acting legacy. Wow, that's so cool. Grandfather's Gregory Peck, who is amazing. I loved uh, my favorite movie, To Kill a Mockingbird. And oh, one and of my Spell favorite Bell. books as well. Okay. Uh, oh, he's done so much. He's um, Guns in Navarone. Wow. Cape Fear. He was the original Cape Fear guy. The Omen. Uh, yeah, he's, Omen? he just seems like such he's always- an upright guy.
1: Oh my god! And that's his. Gr- and his grandson is now his Spock.
0: grandson is Spock. Okay. So Ethan Peck, um, and he's brilliant as Spock. As Spock.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So you've got uh, Rebecca Romaine, uh, Ethan Peck, Anson Mount, and now a young Paul Wesley. Wesley. Wellesley. Welles. Whatever the hell his name is, Paul. I can call you Paul, right? <laughs> um. So I think that that is badass. That's so cool. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm digging it. I just wish that there was, uh, with, with Star Trek, especially cause now they're doing, they're officially doing the, the, the third theatrical film for the, the Kelvin timeline, I think is what they call it. But, uh, I wish that it was, I wish it was more the opportunity for like the TV actors to do the big screen roles again. You know what I mean? I, I would love to see, the thing happened that kind of happened with generations where they got a couple of movies too i would like to see a discovery movie
0: that will be cool yeah that'd be nice um i just but, hope, i hope
1: paramount listens to us because you know we hold all the power no we don't yeah I'm, I'm, well i'm
0: speaking into an existence yeah i'm like trying here oh, good man all right i like that, <laughs> I like that. that's good <laughs>
1: But yeah, I—that's the only part where I'm like, there's multiple Spocks now. There's multiple Kirk's. But I mean, well, I was expecting that anyway with reboots and. Well,
0: let's reboots. put it this way: they're the ones, and they legitimately can say that uh, they created the multiverse, the Star Trek, because that's very true. They went back in time and altered what was what was to be. So Kirk was supposed to be this guy. It was supposed to be Paul Wellesley. Oh, so we've got the Kelvin timeline and then we've got the discovery timeline and then we've got the original timeline.
1: Oh, so it's three now because think about it when you think
0: about it. You've got um, Bruce Greenwood as Pike as Admiral Pike. Yes. And then you've got Anson Mount as Captain Pike. They don't look anything alike. Well, they look a little bit alike, but I mean, they're two separate entities.
1: Well, they do a little bit. Actually, they do a little bit, but
0: you know, um, So they diverged during the Kelvin. So you can have multiple stories. Yeah. You can have multiple uh, iterations of these characters. You can have the rebellious Kirk and you can have the buy the book, but I'm still going to kick your ass, Kirk.
1: Okay. So you get the best of both worlds. Damn straight. Ah, I like
0: that. And look at you, Star Trek. and, And you can have four or five. You have one where actually, I'm sorry. There's one, two. Uh, three, four, because there's the mirror universe. Okay. The... Actually, there are five, six, because each one of those other universes has a mirror universe. Mirror universes. Uh, that's where we get the Spock with the goatee. Oh, that's.
1: Oh, uh, yes. okay. So yeah. So we're, Oh my God, we are. They are working in a straight up multiverse. Damn I strict. love
0: it. And they always have. Oh my. God. Way before Doctor Strange fucked around with time. <laughs>
1: There's, there's, wow, that goes back.
0: I'm telling you, it's it's a loopy thing. Um, Julia, my wife hates time travel stories. Because, really? Yeah, she does. She's like, this sucks because it, it's the logic doesn't play off itself. Okay. It does, but in a circuitous way. Okay. And she doesn't like to follow those those links. Those
1: type of links. Yeah.
0: Connecting all. Exactly. Them. She's like that. That strand right there get rid of it she, <laughs> she would be one of the council of kangs so oh, um, one of the timekeepers that's that's my girl and I don't blame her because it does make my head hurt but it, it's also been for me like the cornerstone of my existence I guess <laughs> um growing up as a comic book nerd and as a um and I told you I wasn't a science fiction fan but I was a science fiction like, fic- no I was appreci- a science fiction fiction fan because i would oh, read the science books. fiction yeah so i read dune i read the hobbit i well that was more fantasy but i mean sort of science fiction yeah uh, i i threw everything in that genre uh time travel uh, i i read always 12. been there yeah
1: like for me i always appreciate time travel stories when they're done right mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like i appreciate and love doctor who but sometimes their way of and method of time travel can get so confusing and convoluted that it like it takes the fun out of it for me but like i still love the show gotcha but then there's really clean time travel movies like back to the future that i'm like oh please more of this not necessarily
0: a remake of back to the future but like more concise in its own theory and here's here's my point about that and this is what i told jules i said Babe, there's no such thing as a time travel story. These are all multiversal stories <laughs> because – and and this is what happens. If I go back in time and I got to give uh, – if I go back in time and I will give a shout out to a movie I just saw this weekend. Uh, if I go back in time, I am altering my own timeline unless I remember going back in time, which I don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I go back in time and I change something from there. I am – uh, doing a completely different one and the time if i stay along that line and i jump back to my present my present you it's gonna be, i'm a totally different person
1: yeah it's the it's the butterfly effect you change some you change one thing and the and it's a fucking domino effect oh yeah
0: and you change something significant it's it, it's a it it's reverberates a, it's throughout the yes
1: because then theoretically you could Dis- I mean disappear in, cer- in some circumstances. I mean there
0: are some like Marty was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the second back to the future actually demonstrates that really well where they have the alternate nineteen eighty five, where it's like, okay, let's uh, let's make sure that this doesn't happen again.
0: So he was uh, he was the time variance authority before the time variance authority. <laughs> he was the time variance authority. Gotcha. So a little low-key joke there for you folks. But yeah, it but they they go back and they clean up their own mess, but by the same time by the, by the same time, same token, uh, th- th- they they uh, jump back and kind of strand him again.
1: Yeah, they do. They uh, strand
0: him like twice, three times. I mean, they're they're constantly screwing Marty over.
1: Yeah, they're they first he's stranded in fifty five, right. Once, and then stranded in fifty five again, yes, and then stranded in uh, eighteen eighty five, right? For part three, so Marty gets stranded. Three times. Yeah. And that is traumatic. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> like, good
0: Lord. And then Doc comes ahead in time to screw with Marty a little bit more because why not make a, a time not? train?
1: What? Sure.
0: Why not? Exactly. I, so oh the only thing you're doing is you're making multiple, multiple realities. multiple realities because consider this. Marty goes back in time the first time and he never travels again, mm-hmm. never travels in time again. But he's like, all right, my life is great. But his life up to that point, complete blank to him. He has no fucking clue what went on yesterday because his dad ain't his dad. His dad's now a published author. Yeah. The people you
1: knew are essentially gone.
0: They're strangers.
1: Yeah. They are total strangers. You are related to them still by blood in some way, shape or form, but you don't know them.
0: Yeah. You're you're genetically uh, attached to them, but the emotions aren't there. You're... The love that he has for his mother is for that bitter, alcoholic piece of, like, white trash woman that Lee Thompson this, was. And that, that not threw down happy, a cake.
1: Yeah. And not this happy, like, loving new mom. Right. That, that shows up. Same with same with his brother, his sister. Yeah. His brother worked in fast food at that point. Now he's an office worker. Yeah. Like, Oh, my God. Like, that is so weird to think about where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't know these people or how to respond emotionally. And
0: here's fucked up. So here's a family of five. And they only have two cars in between all of them. <laughs> and,
1: well, three now, technically.
0: No, just two. Oh, the Toyota. Uh, the Toyota and the car, because he says, the car's all smashed up. He's like, what? what? Oh, my God. Why don't I? And his brother's oh, and like they're... all freaking out. And they go out, and there's the the truck and the and car. Biff polishing. Biff yeah. polishing. Yeah, Biff polishes a lot of things. <laughs> so.
1: But um, in theory, those timelines still exist.
0: And there's no Marty in them, though. Yeah. So he, so... he disappears. Yeah. And he does not come back. So Jennifer's like, I was abandoned. Jennifer's like, oh, I was abandoned my, you know, the love of my life. So she goes on to become a bitter alcoholic woman who's baking cakes for her brother. Uh, So he's just perpetuating a cycle and those that family and his father is still getting the shit kicked out of him by Biff And Oh, my God, that's crazy. That's that in of itself. I would
1: never want to see it. Please don't ever do it No. But if they were to ever do a part four. I think that that'd be kind of a cool thing to explore. And here's is the idea that these worlds still do exist in one way, shape or form. Okay.
0: And Biff is a sexual predator, no matter what timeline Uh, you're in.
1: Yeah. He's still a creep.
0: Nah, they're beyond creep. He's, he's a felon. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Oh God. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Mike. Why not in, invite the guy who. Mike Zapsack like just dropped a truth bomb. Yeah. Sorry. But, oh, my God. Yeah, that'll mess you up. So <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the Adam Project. And oh, I've heard such good things. You should see it. Uh, I'm not going to give you a review, but the Adam Project is awesome. Ryan Reynolds. Manson Anson Mount. If you don't return my phone calls, I'm going to uh, start leaving them open for Ryan Reynolds to get in, <laughs> in. So it's actually really cool because you've got uh, Electra. And uh, the Incredible Hulk have a baby who's Deadpool. Okay. I'm so in. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner play this kid, Adam's parents, who grows up to be Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. who's like a time pilot. So you see that that um, the video game over at Yestercade's time pilot? Yeah. That's Ryan Reynolds. He's in there. Oh, uh, okay. So he's he's actually traveling through time. And he comes back and he's, it's essentially, did you ever see Time Chasers? Time ch- No. If you ever get a chance, Time Chasers was um, a movie that was sent up on Mystery Science Theater 3000.
1: Time Chasers. It
0: was um, up in, it was filmed up in Vermont. And Vermont? <laughs> Vermont, yeah. And it was a time travel caper. And <laughs> it's, it's actually really awesome. The way that they just savage the shit out of this movie. Oh, like it's clear that it, they just kind of. Oh, my God. Because it's sort of a contemporary movie. It came out like three or four years uh before the Mystery Science Theater sent it up. And they're all excited they had this big party oh, where they're like, okay. they're going to do it on Mystery Science Theater. We're going to get a lot of publicity. And they just shredded it. <laughs> and they're like. Oh man, <laughs> sitting here going, oh, oh my, god. my god! So yeah, oh yeah, I'm and it's awesome because I would never want those guys to like review anything I ever do. Like, hey, could you guys oh, review no. our podcast? And then they're like, you fucking dildos. I'm like, all right, great. Yeah, no, I. Oh <clears throat> god, I mean, I truth be told, I, I would
1: feel the initial feeling of honor. To be roasted by Charm. Mystery Science Theater because uh, now knowing it's such an institution, right? But then I'd realize what I actually just signed myself up for. Of course,
0: because these guys are pros at it, and yeah,
1: they're, they will they're gonna you. they're gonna r- they're gonna rip you a new one, but mm. they're gonna give life to your film again. Yes, like there are movies that no one would ever oh, think God. about again. No, but Time Chasers—it's
0: of- the same plot as Time Chasers. Okay. Uh, the Atom Project. So watch Time Chasers first, and then watch. And the then Adam, watch the Atom Project. I swear to God, please do that for me. Okay. Um, so watch Time Chasers. Watch first. Time Chasers, and then, then the Atom the Project. Project. And okay. that goes for you folks out there too. Time Chasers, then the Atom Project, and you 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 will get a whole new appreciation for <laughs> level
1: of enjoyment.
0: Uh, yes, for what real movies are, because <laughs> essentially they're they're the same, but they're different. But right. they're the same, but they're different. So you're like, holy crap! So those are some really weird artistic choices. <laughs> so I, I, and all right. I, I mean, it was, it was great.
1: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this movie and then the Adam
0: Project, Time Chasers, Adam Project, Then the Adam Project. Yes. Okay. Don't That's, do it the other way around because that it'll fuck your head up. Uh, uh, no, it, <laughs> it'll destroy the multiverse. So <laughs> all right, I'm in. This Beautiful. is my, this is
1: my movie night.
0: Nice. Cool. All right, so let's talk some new comics. What do we got? We got World's Finest, number one, uh, Superman, Batman. Actually, it's Batman, Superman, but this is the Jim, this is the actually Jason Fabok cover, which is beautiful. Ooh. And there's, uh, there's another cover that they have of, the, you know the, the famous meme of Batman slapping Robin? Yes. There's one of Batman slapping Superman. He's like, hey, are you going to pick up the new Superman, Batman, world's finest number. Ah, and <laughs> it's like, it's Batman, Superman. And then it's the <laughs> other way with Superman slapping Batman. So uh, it's uh, very cool. And yeah, this yeah. is, here, take a look. It's pretty pictures. It is pretty pictures. And it's um, it's our two world's greatest heroes, the world's finest, teaming up together. And Robin. And Teaming up together uh, to take down uh, foes that they couldn't take down separately.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So it's it's a true team up and it's actually badass. And I happen to love.
1: With appearances uh, of the Doom Patrol.
0: Yes. It, and I just started watching Titans on just the now. WB just now. And I'm almost all the way through season one. Phenomenal. Love it. Yeah, I know. I tried to watch it. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you haven't watched it. I can't watch shows by myself.
1: That's that's fair
0: because um, Jules she she feels left out and you know
1: you don't get sucked into the rabbit hole of binging.
0: Yeah, I and I don't have that much time in, on my hands. So yeah,
1: so it 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 helps to have someone who's like keeping track of the clock. Okay, we've watched yep. this for three
0: hours exactly. Let's uh let's 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 stop. move on. Yes. Uh, next up is Nightwing, number ninety. Um, it's another team up. This is one of my favorites. It's flash and nightwing and nightwing. Ah. Wally West and Dick Grayson are best friends. They are in, in this, in, in most comic worlds, they are best friends. Wally West, not Wally West, not, not Not Barry Barry Allen. Allen.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: They're, uh, they're, they're close. They were, they grew up together. I was, uh, Wally, Donna, Troy, um, Roy Harper, who was Speedy, Garth, who was Aqualad, the original Aqualad, and then um, Wally West and Dick Grayson, of course. So they were the Teen Titans. They were the original back in the 60s. And Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So they, they created the team. It took forever for that book to – I mean it had so many starts and stops. Mm. Um, and great ideas but just – Anchorless and rudderless. Yeah. And it, you know, it,
1: it kind of went all over the place. It went all there was of, no clear direction.
0: Right. And that, that bummed me out, but this is uh, them reuniting their friendship because Wally West was time lost for about 10 years during the whole uh, new 52 thing and rebirth brought him back. And he was part of um, flash forward, which made him villainous, but not so much anymore. Cause they wiped that all out. And yeah multiple timelines multiple timelines that's the fun of the multiverse that's right <laughs> uh and flash number 780 um this is uh strictly dc comic uh, week for me uh because <laughs> marvel uh kind of screwed up screwed me over Ooh, so yeah Damn. um this is flash and mirror master and we see how truly powerful mirror master is so mm. pretty cool I'm
1: game awesome well those are the comics that you picked uh is there a website you would recommend to see what new comics are coming up in the near future yeah it's called the i sell comics podcast
0: uh, um, no that's no. no we don't do we I'm, I'm not looking into a crystal ball but yes ed ed it's edward von bizenstein it's ed yeah. ed to me because we're friends yeah um ed you can go on to there are any number. You can Google a couple and find which one works best for you. If you're looking for like comic book resources, you want to get a little uh, inside dirt. CBR is good. Bleeding cool is also very good. Although they, they did pick up the story of me and Rob Bruce, uh, brawling. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and CBR or newsorama. Okay. So those are the, the big three. Check them out. Uh, the one thing I do like about bleeding Cool is they, they had, um, like this, or was it, or was it Comic Book Resources? I forget. Somebody had like uh, urban legends about comics and they would, you know, true or false. It was, they, they would Snopes, you know, comic, comic rumors. So that was pretty cool. That's a cool idea. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, Mike. I actually have a homework assignment for you for me. All right, good. I want you to give me someone who doesn't read comics as often as okay. I want to. Okay. A comic recommendation. I will walk away with it from here. And I will. The next time I come on here, I will report back like a re- book report.
0: Excellent. I'm going to give you what I tell everybody. You're going to read Kingdom Come for me. Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Okay, I'm in. I'll give so you next back. time, next time you're gonna I'm have here, your book report.
1: Okay, I will literally bring in papers. Three,
0: already. three pages, double space. <laughs> uh, eyes ain't what they used to be. Uh, and don't give me that small fucking eight point font. Oh, I need, okay. I need fourteen. All right. The most I can do is twelve. Okay. All right, good enough. All right. Uh, well, I'll meet you. In, I'll split it down the middle. So, uh, <laughs> folks, remember that Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash is your place to come and geek out. It's the place. Come on. Yes. Uh, Kevin Smith owned comic book store, and we're very excited about you know the Secret Stash Press, which is coming from Dark Horse. It should be here about. Huge congrats yeah, to that. Thank That's you so much. So cool. It's going to be very dope. First up is uh, Quick Stops and Masquerade, uh, written by Kevin. Ah. And then he's going to open the floor up. So it's going to be very, very cool.
1: Oh, it's going to be awesome. And so he wants, happy for you.
0: And he wants to see comics written by you. Uh, so 65 Broad Street here in beautiful downtown Red Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank is... Um, it's going to be gorgeous this weekend, so come out and see me. Come out and see Jules. Come out and see Christian. He might be around. He might be in the back reading Kingdom Comma. I don't know. Might stop by. And in one multiverse, he is in the back constantly. Can you think, what would, I, what would
1: my multiverse variant be doing right now? Pro- I can imagine a world where I somehow said no to doing all this amazing stuff. And I can't think- You're an accountant? No, not just not just film. I mean, not just like doing basic stuff, but just like- Working here, getting to know you guys. Well, that's what I mean, I'm saying.
0: You'd be an accountant?
1: I don't I hope God.
0: I hope to God not. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't like... So them. you would murder your multiversal <laughs> accountant self. You're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, because it'd be like, you. how dare you be so boring? And you slap him around. <laughs>
1: how dare you be so
0: boring? Hey, in one of the multiversal uh, strings, you're a female. So. Oh. Well,
1: there's that note.
0: All right. <laughs> and on that note... There you go. This has been a Smodco
1: Internet production. Sit only at Smodcast.com.